Hello and welcome to the Empowered Hormone Podcast, where we pull apart all those taboo topics, periods, parasites, poos, hormones and more. Let's question everything you've been taught about your body. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, a gin-loving gut health nerd passionate about debunking myths on birth control, period pain and IBS. If you struggle with bloating or your period is less than pretty, then join me as we chat about everything relating to gut and hormone health. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Empowered Hormones podcast. I'm your host, Sheridan Decker, and I'm super excited to have these guys here with me today to chat about one of my favorite but least favorite hormones, DHEA. So I always say the name wrong, so you're just going to have to forgive me when I try and pronounce the full name, which is dehydroepiandrostin. Andresten, I don't know how to say the last little bit, um, but we all know it as DHEA, a hormone produced uh, by your adrenal glands, which is uh, the precursor for other hormones, so your testosterone and estrogen, which is why I love it so much and why I do want to showcase it a little bit today and have a little bit of a spotlight on it, just because it's one that often comes up with women that may be really, really high, causing a lot of PCOS acne type symptoms, um, or it can be really, really low causing, or I want to, don't want to use the word causing, but as part of the underlying low hormonal picture. But before we jump into the, I want to say the boring stuff, but that's probably another reason you're here. Uh, I want to chat just a little bit about what's been happening lately. So as a lot of you know, cause you follow me on Instagram. So Sheridan underscore functional nutrition. I shared a little bit about what's happening in life lately. I hit a roo with my car. So I've got insurance claims and damage to sort out, which is always fun. Uh, And then my business got hacked the other week as well, which was really scary. Um, It sounds really, I don't know, I want to say silly, but it just felt really violating and really scary because I felt like I had no control. So they got into the back end of my Facebook ads account, which obviously gave access to my bank account and then also to my Facebook uh, and things were changed around and things were renamed and I was blocked off stuff and had to contact the bank and money was coming out and there was just like a lot going on in a really short period of time, which really freaked me out. So that happened too. That was a major increase in DHEA or cortisol or something because there was a huge stress response from that. So I just feel like life's been a little bit busy lately in the sense of just putting out fires. And I feel like we all go through those seasons where we're just trying to combat the stuff that's coming day to day rather than feeling like we can see ahead and have some perspective. And I just want to remind you that that is normal, but it's also a season. So I went through these couple kind of stressful events and then I've also had a lot of personal things happen in the last couple of weeks as well. So there's this real just feeling a little bit triggered and the nervous system is a little bit more on edge and we're a little bit more reactive and those kinds of things. So just remind yourself when you're going through that, that yes, it is a season and how do I ground myself? So for me, it was starting my gratitude journal again and making sure I do slower activities. So I spent the whole weekend taking photos of flowers with my Canon camera. So I love going out into Brownup Forest, which is around Southwest. So I live in Western Australia, down in Margaret River. And I just love going out into the bush and just taking photos upon photos and going and watching sunsets and catching 
the light and those kinds of things, which to me just ground me and slow me down because my other coping mechanisms is mountain bike riding and road cycling and trail running and going to the gym and all stuff which puts you in more of a short-term, obviously, but flight or fight mode as well as opposed to something that's really slow and grounding because for me to sit down and read is quite a considerable effort or to meditate or to do yoga. So if I'm still doing something like taking photos um, but I'm not exerting myself, that to me is a really nice balance. And I think that ties in with where we're heading today in that sense of what is driving high cortisol pitches and what is driving high DHEA is it, and often with something like DHEA, is it PTSD? Is it long-term stress? So DHEA is produced in the ovaries, but also the adrenal glands in females, okay? So when when we sort of see this PTSD-style picture, and it could be really traumatic, but it could also just be long-term ongoing stress. So for me personally, when I ran my first Dutch test and I then retested with saliva testing, but that very first Dutch test when I saw how high my DHEA was and how high my cortisol was because that DHEA tries what it does it raises in response to counteract high cortisol and and stop the damaging effects of high cortisol and we know that cortisol increases short term from exercise from stresses and it should go up and then come back down but when we have that day-to-day family life jobs money uh you know work study whatever it is that's causing you to be constantly wired DHEA is going to sit up there as well so I see that really commonly, but then also what I see is I see it drop away. So I see low DHEA pitches often aligned with low testosterone and low uh, low estrogen picture. So if that is you, if you've run a Dutch test and you can see that your DHEA is low and your estrogen is low and your testosterone is low, you know there's something else going on there. And often we see sort of low moods, depression, In um, men and women, we might see low libido or sexual dysfunction. Sometimes there's issues with weight gain as well. But they can also occur from that, I said, that low testosterone or that low estrogen. Now, the issue, I'll go into sort of supplementation in a sec because there, there is obviously that issue that when you have, you're creating DHEA from your ovaries and your adrenal glands and you've got low testosterone, we're just supplementing with DHEA isn't going to necessarily increase that testosterone. It might increase that estrogen in you if that's the way your body metabolizes or uses that aromatase pathway. So it's really important to understand the mechanics behind things before we just go blindly supplement things as well. And when you've done the correct testing, that's so much easier. Like if you've run a Dutch urine comprehensive urine hormone test, it makes it so much easier because you understand how those pathways work, you understand that hormone picture. And if you haven't watched it, jump over to my YouTube and watch the video I did on the Dutch test because I break down these things and how it's really important and why that testing gives you so many answers and how you can then be really specific with your herbs, with your diet, with your lifestyle, because you know what area you're targeting. 
Now, when it comes to high DHEA, which I see really commonly in PCOS style pictures, uh, we see things like um, hair loss, sort of more aggression, irritability, trouble sleeping, and then the acne oily skin picture, just because you sort of have that increase in sebum production. Now, high DHEA is usually, like I said, linked with things like PCOS, um, but also an either sort of an overactive adrenal gland or some kind of um, adrenal issue. If it's really serious, it might be a tumor or something else going on there. Now, like I said, the question whether DHEA levels is causing your symptoms is complicated because it's a precursor hormone. So it is a precursor in the sense that it turns into um, testosterone and estrogen. So it doesn't stay as DHEA in your body. DHEA may be converting into imbalanced amounts of testosterone or of estrogen, and that may be causing your symptoms. So like I said, that's where something like your Dutch test is really, really important because it tells us what exactly is going on and how this DHEA is converting in the body. So how does that link to things like PCOS and acne? Well, often if we see that uh, DHEA is elevated and it might be either pushing down testosterone, but often I see it pushing down these what we call 5A DHT pathways. Again, something you see in your Dutch test, which increases that androgenetic activity. So this happens in inflammation. This happens in insulin dysregulation. So things like poor blood sugar control, not eating regularly, not eating enough, uh, over-exercising, under-exercising, those kinds of things drive that androgen-style um, picture where we see acne, we see hair loss, we see male hair growth, sometimes um, issues with ovulation, fertility, weight, those kinds of things. So how can we support if that is the picture, if you do have a high DHEA and that is driving androgen style symptoms. So again, you'd know if you've done a Dutch test or even if you've done a saliva test, you can sort of pick from the data and go, hey, my DHEA is high, but my estrogen's really low. And you're like, oh, okay, maybe it's not pushing down into estrogen then. Maybe it's pushing down into my androgens. And that's where you've got to go address that insulin are you eating enough protein? Reduce inflammation in the gut. Do you have IBS? Do you have gut issues? Sort them out and work on them first. Things like spearmint tea, green tea are really, really helpful um, to stop that sort of whole androgen picture. But zinc is a really good one. Inositol is really, really important. Uh, your vitamin A, D, E, your essential fatty acids, all really, really helpful as well. Cod liver oil can be really helpful. And then there's certain herbs that work really nicely on these pathways, like your saw palmetto, your stinging nettle, uh, your reishi mushroom actually works really, really well. So I kind of look uh, like doing that in people. So that 500 to 1500 milligrams daily of Rishi works nicely. So all these things work really well on calming that whole androgen response. Again, you do need to get to sort of the root cause of it and go, well, is this 
a stress thing. Am I like for me personally, when I did my first Dutch test, I was in such a stressed out state. I was over exercising. I was under eating. I had a lot of family things going on. I was studying. I was starting a new business. Like there was so much. My body's just prone towards stress, which is why I've always struggled with acne. So Getting on top of that is really important. And as soon as my blood sugars get dysregulated or I get stressed again or I overexercise, under eat, do too much cardio, my skin flares up. So I see that in clients as well. Now, if it's a really low picture, the support for that looks different again, okay, because then you're looking down to the pathway of, okay, well, the adrenal gland is underproducing DHEA. So it's sort of the next level because when you come into a stress state, your body's pushing out cortisol and it's pushing out DHEA and it's trying to keep up with everything else that's going on. But then when you go the next step, you sort of go into this burnout and that's where we see the body shuts down often production of cortisol and sometimes that can lead to a shutdown of DHEA as well because the body's just going, well, I, I just can't produce this anymore and I can't keep up with the demands that you're putting on me. So it's really important to look back on the last couple of years when you're sort of starting to understand this whole picture and go, well, what caused it? What's still driving it day to day now? What symptoms might this be sort of causing as well? And then how is this impacting my testosterone, my estrogen and my overall hormonal picture? So I hope that was helpful. Give you some understanding in it. I do recommend DHEA supplementation from time to time, depending on the person, depending on the picture, depending on what their hormones look like. If someone had really high estrogen or really, really high testosterone, it wouldn't be my first point of call um, because I know it's pushing down one of the pathways. If it's an overall low picture, it can definitely be helpful short term and keep an eye on it. If it's really, really high and there are other symptoms that look sort of like PCOS or blood sugar issues or adrenal PCOS, anything along those lines, then definitely Herbal support can be really nice, working on the root cause, working on blood sugar imbalances as well, and making sure that you're eating that minimum 120 grams of protein a day. So I hope that was helpful and you sort of start to understand that when you are looking at hormones, you can never look at them in isolation. It's the same with minerals. You could never look at iron or zinc or magnesium in isolation. You need to look at the other nutrients around it, the other minerals around it, the other cofactors around it to really understand what's going on with your body. Now, just a reminder that if this is something that triggers you or you're like, wow, okay, this is, this really resonates with me, make sure you reach out, ask about the root cause program, ask about functional testing, look into getting Dutch testing done, or even at the bare minimum, good quality blood testing while you're doing a good range of nutrients, blood markers, and start to understand what exactly is going on with your body. My personal favourites are definitely the Dutch and definitely the stool test, but I understand that's completely out of some people's budget. So things like your blood work, your saliva work are really, really crucial as well. And then getting a good understanding of diet and fixing that gut microbiome is going to make all the difference in the world. So any questions on this, please reach out, Sheridan underscore functional nutrition. You can assess your gut health on my website or through the link in my bio on Instagram or in these show notes. Jump into my private Facebook group, Gut Health Solutions. That's where I give away lots of great PDFs and support for you guys with constipation, candida protocols, 
parasite protocols, hormonal things, just so that you can start doing those little one percenters each day that are really going to make your life better and start working on your health. Hope to hear from you soon and I will see you on the gram. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Empowered Hormone Podcast. If you know a female who needs some empowerment, please forward, repost, tag or share and let's get women talking.